Hey guys, it's Jazz here with another episode of Daily Journey with Christ. Today we're going to continue in the book of Mark as we read into chapter 6 and chapter 7. If you did not catch chapter 5, I'll just give you a bit of a backstory just because it kind of fades into chapter 6 as we read today. So in chapter 5, Jesus was actually asked by one of the synagogue leaders to come and save his daughter as his daughter was very sick And unfortunately, when Jesus got to the house, she had died and everyone thought it was over. And he goes to the little girl and says, why are you all upset? She's just asleep. And he tells the little girl to get up and walk and live her life pretty well. And that's exactly what she did. This girl who was supposedly dead, just from the voice of Jesus, just gets up and walks like nothing had happened. So as we read into chapter six, we're actually going to see this is where it starts is Jesus is still in the house, the house of this family. As usual, I will end this uh, podcast with a fun fact of the day. And today is about dishwashers. So for now, let's dive into the book of Mark. As usual, I am reading the NLT version as well. So if you want to open your Bibles and follow along, This is the time to do so. If you're just here to hear my voice as we read through God's word, that's also all right as well. But for now, let's read into Mark chapter 6. Mark chapter 6. Jesus left there, being the house, and went to his hometown, accompanied by his disciples. When the Sabbath came, he began to teach in the synagogue, and men who heard him were amazed. Where did this man get these things, they asked? What's this wisdom that he has been given to him? What are these remarkable miracles he is performing? Isn't this the carpenter? Isn't this Mary's son and the brother of James, Joseph, Judas, and Simon? Aren't his sisters here with us? And they took offense at him. Jesus said to them, A prophet is not without honor except in his own town, among his relatives and his own home. He could not do any miracles there except lay his hands on a few sick people and heal them. He was amazed at their lack of faith. Then Jesus went around teaching from village to village. Calling the twelve to him, he began to send them out two by two and gave them authority over impure spirits. These were the instructions. Take nothing for the journey except a staff. No bread, no bag, no money in your belts. Wear sandals, but not an extra shirt. Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave that town. And if any place will not welcome you or listen to you, leave that place and shake the dust off your feet as a testimony against them. They went out and preached that people should repent. They drove out many demons and anointed many sick people with oil and healed them. King Herod heard about this, for Jesus' name had become well known. Some were saying, John the Baptist had been raised from the dead, and that is why miraculous powers are at work in him. Others said, he is Elijah. And still others claimed, he is a prophet, like one of the prophets of long ago. But when Herod heard this, he said, John, whom I beheaded, has been raised from the dead. For Herod himself had given orders to have John arrested, and he had him bound and put in prison. He did this because of the Herod Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, who had mar- he had married. For John had been saying to Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias nursed a grudge against John and wanted to kill him. 
but she was not able to, because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing him to be a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard John, he was greatly puzzled, yet he, yet he liked to listen to him. Finally, the opportune, came, ta- the opportune time came. On his birthday, Herod gave a banquet for his high office, officer, his high officials and military commanders and the leading men of Galilee. When the daughter of Herodias came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his dinner guests. The, the king said to the girl, ask me for anything you want and I will give it to you. And he promised her with an oath, whatever you ask, I will give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, what shall I ask for? The head of John the Baptist, she answered. At once, a girl hurried in to the king with the request. I want you to give me right now the head of John the Baptist on a platter. The king was greatly distressed, but because of his oaths and his dinner guests, he did not want to refuse her. So he immediately sent an executioner with orders to bring John's head. The man went, beheaded John in the prison, and brought back his head on a platter. He presented it to the girl, and she gave it to her mother. On hearing of this, John's disciples came and took his body and laid it in a tomb. The apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all they had done and taught. Then, because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. But many who saw them leaving recognized them and ran on foot from all the towns and got there ahead of them. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them because they were like sheep without a shepherd. So he began teaching them many things. By this time, it was late in the day, so his disciples came to him. This is a remote remote place, they said, and it's already very late. Send the people away so that they can go to the surrounding countryside and villages and buy themselves something to eat. But he answered, you give them something to eat. They said to him, that would take more than half a year's wages. Are we to go and spend that much on bread and give it to them to eat? How many loaves do you have? He asked. Go and see. When they found out, they said, five, and two fish. Then Jesus directed them to have all the people sit down in groups on the green grass. So they sat down in groups of hundreds and fifties. Taking the five loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he gave them thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to his disciples to dispute to the people. He also divided the two fish among them all. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken bread and fish. The number of men who had eaten was about 5,000. Immediately, Jesus made his disciples get into the boat and go on ahead of him while he dismissed the crowd. After leaving them, he went up on a mountainside to pray. Later that night, the boat was in the middle of the lake and he was alone on land. He saw the disciples straining at the oars because the wind was against them. Shortly before dawn, he went out to them walking on the lake. He was about to pass by them, but when they saw him walking on the lake, they thought he was a ghost. They cried out because they all saw him and were terrified. Immediately, he spoke to them and said, take courage. It is I. Don't be afraid. Then he climbed into the boat with them and the wind died down. 
They were completely amazed, for they had not understood about the loaves. Their hearts were hardened. When they had crossed over, they landed landed and anchored there. As soon as they got out of the boat, people recognized Jesus. They ran throughout the whole region and carried the sick on mats to wherever they heard he was. And wherever he went, in the villages, towns, or countryside, they placed the sick in the marketplaces. They begged him to let them touch even the edge of his cloak, and all who touched it were healed. Mark chapter 7 The Pharisees and some of the teachers of the law who had come from Jerusalem gathered around Jesus and saw some of his disciples eating food with hands that were defiled, that is, unwashed. The Pharisees and all the Jews do not eat unless they give their hands a ceremonial washing, holding to the tradition of the elders. When they come from the marketplace, they do not eat unless they wash, and they observe many other traditions, such as the washing of cups, pitchers, and kettles. So the Pharisees and teachers of the law asked Jesus, Why don't your disciples live according to the tradition of the elders instead of eating their food with defiled hands? He replied, Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, you hypocrites, as it is written. These people, people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. You let go of the commands of God and are holding to human traditions. And he continued, You have a fine way of setting aside the commands of God in order to observe your own traditions. For Moses said, Honor your father and mother, and anyone who curses their father or mother is to be put to death. But you say that if anyone declares that what might have been used to help their father or mother is Corbin, that is, devoted to God, then you no longer let them do anything for their father or mother. Thus, you nullify the word of God by your tradition that you have handed down, and you do many things like that. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. After he had left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked him about this parable. Are you so dull, he asked? Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from outside can defile them? For it doesn't go into their hearts, but into their stomach and then out of the body. In saying this, Jesus declared all foods clean. He went on, What comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is within, out of a person's heart, that evil thoughts come. Sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slatter, slander, arrogance, and folly. All these evils come from inside and defile a person. Jesus left that place and went to the vicinity of Tyre. He entered a house and did not want anyone to know it, yet he could not keep his presence secret. In fact, as soon as she heard about him, a woman who was little, whose little daughter was possessed by an impure spirit came and fell at his feet. The woman was a Greek born in Syrian. She begged Jesus to drive the demon out of her daughter. First let the children eat all they want, he told her, for it is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Lord, she replied, even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Then he told her, for such a reply, you may go. 
the demon has left your daughter. She went home and found her child laying on the bed and the demon gone. Then Jesus left the vicinity of Tyre and went through Sidon down to the Sea of Galilee and into the region of Decapolis. There some people brought to him a man who was deaf and could hardly talk and they begged Jesus to place his hand on him. After he took him aside, away from the crowd, Jesus put his fingers into the man's ear. Then he spit and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven and with a deep sigh said to him, Ephephtha, which means be opened. At this, the man's ears were opened, his tongue was loosened, and he began to speak plainly. Jesus commanded them not to tell anyone, but the more he did so, the more they kept talking about it. People were overwhelmed with amazement. He has done everything well, they said. He even makes the deaf hear and the mute speak. And that is Mark chapter 6 and chapter 7. For any of you who um, know the proper pronunciations of some of these places, I apologize. I'm definitely going to do some research on some of these pronunciations, but... I did try my best there. So again, I apologize to anyone who um, might have noticed my mistakes I had throughout that reading. But as usual, I am going to conclude this message off with a fun fact about dishwashers. And just the thing about dishwashers is dishwashers actually have been around for a lot longer than you would expect. One thing I learned actually is I'm just looking at my notes here, but I have here that the first dishwasher to be granted a patent was invented in 1850 by Joel Hewton. It was a wooden box that used a hand-turned wheel to splash water on dirty dishes, and it had scrubbers. Which is ironic, because when I think of a dishwasher, I think of all of our like mechanical modern day that you just hit a button and it just turns on and cleans it with all these scrubbers. Scrubbers, well, not scrubbers anymore, it's just pressure, it's pretty well just pressure washing your dishes. But the original dishwasher had like scrubbers on it. And when you cranked it, it actually cleaned the dishes and threw water throughout, which I think is actually pretty cool as God provides us with all these ideas to be able to grow his kingdom here on earth. And even though it's not his heavenly kingdom here is one day we'll get to experience his, the heavenly kingdom. But for now, we can be on earth and enjoy all these inventions that God has given us the wisdom to actually create as well. But for now, that is today's episode. Join me again tomorrow as we continue in the book of Mark. Anyway, have a good evening, everyone.